Well, we are back and COVID-19 is still in the news. COVID-19 is at the forefront of everything media related because COVID-19 is a global pandemic. It is a crisis, ladies and gentlemen. People Like You is the name of the podcast. I am your host, Timothy Hampton. I have with me for today's podcast and going forward, Tanya Odessa York. She's going to be helping me with these things and getting them out to you guys so that you can have the latest information and the absolute best of the information that's available. And that's about all that we can do is bring you our best. What's up, Tanya? COVID-19, coronavirus, coronavirus. Well, here we are. (laughs) Here we are in quarantine again. This is uh, the second week, I think, of quarantine. And uh, people yeah. are going crazy being locked up inside. Yeah. Voluntarily, I mean. Voluntarily locked up. People are going crazy. People are doing strange things on Facebook, strange things on YouTube and Instagram just because they are quarantined for the COVID 19 global pandemic. What are you doing for your, uh, as you sit in lockdown waiting for this madness to be over? Well, I I am fluctuating, actually, back and forth between yard work and studying the conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm not 100% sure anymore that this is a naturally occurring thing. I'm, I'm wondering and I'm waiting. But then you have those who say, listen, man, this is nothing but a much more virulent strain of the flu. Most people get flu-like symptoms. Most people will recover. It's uh, a ploy in an election year to get poor people to hoard toilet paper and canned goods. So then a conspiracy on the economy. Yeah, an economic economic conspiracy maybe to provide a jolt to the economy, maybe to provide a jolt to uh, President Dump's the polling numbers, his mm-hmm. approval rating is actually going up now, which defies logic. If you've seen the way he's handling the kinds of things that he was saying mm-hmm. before the pandemic was announced, uh, but this man's approval ratings—they're—they're—they're they're, they're going up. I wonder who they're polling. Is what I wonder. Uh, are they just polling people in? West Virginia and backwoods Pennsylvania and you know I don't know where these people are that they're polling they must be polling his staff well you know at the White House you know at the end of the day seemingly from last election they can control whatever it is they want you to read to listen to how do we know that Russia ain't even already in in all this how do we know that that's not the conspiracy. What what's your what's your conspiracy take out of all the stories you've heard? I believe you heard one about aliens. Um, well, I heard... there's one that's very interesting about. Uh, oh, let me see. 
if I can find it real quick. I read one uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, and it's not to say that it is a one of the conspiracy theories. It is to say that I read this article this morning saying that a Atlanta chapter of double um, NAACP uh, has background information to hold up that black people, primarily black men, are not they they their immune system cannot handle the coronavirus. And in Fulton County, there's a large percentage of black men dying. So they're now calling the governor to action to, you know, start doing something. In Georgia, um, you have the mayor who's pushing for a shutdown while every, you've seen it. Everybody's still up and about, pulling doors with their bare hands. I've seen a woman with her daughter, or at least she was with the child. She stepped back so the child could open the door. Mm, mm, mm. Well, as for the NAACP and then pushing Governor Kemp to help black people, we can just leave that right there because we know that Governor Kemp is not going to go out of his way. Governor Kemp is not going to open his front door. Governor Kemp wouldn't piss on a black man if he was on fire. Nope. So I don't think there's any way that the NAAC's plea is going to fall on anything but deaf ears as far as Governor Kemp and the powers that be and the status quo in the state of Georgia. You're talking about you have black men dying. Do you really think, or does anybody out there in the listening audience really think that Governor Kemp, the governor of Georgia, with his politics, is going to really care about disproportionate deaths of adult black men? I don't, I don't know what he's waiting on. I don't know. Um, Mayor Bottoms? That's her name, Keisha? Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha Bottoms uh, is pushing for shutdown. Um, and there is, there is no push forward for Kemp. And we've seen what happened in New York. We've seen what happened in Washington. Jesus Christ, we've seen what happened in Italy and China. Mm -hmm. um, why not nip it in the bud early? We already know that it's, it's going to spread their grocery stores convenient stores at uh, the gas stations with, with people believe, in there. I believe that Governor Kemp and the status quo, and this is all around the country, as long as they're looking at places on the map, like the map of Georgia with DeKalb County and Fulton County being the most heavily affected areas, mm -hmm. that's mostly black folks. So as long as it's mostly black folks dying or mostly black folks in danger of being infected and killing mostly black folks, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything until it reaches. What, what, what did Trump say? That uh, in, the, in the beginning, I believe uh, we ourselves passed a joke among us saying, um, you know, it hasn't. Yeah, people are dying, but none of them are black yet. Uh. Yeah. And then Trump, uh, in one of his briefings, said that people, people who are, people are dying who haven't died before. Yeah, yeah. And then you give me two weeks later, uh, NAACP 
uh, well, of that yeah, here in know. Atlanta is saying. You know, take a look at the map of COVID-19 confirmed cases by county of the state of Georgia. I got it right here. And you can see where the darkest two counties are. The darkest two counties are Fulton County and DeKalb County. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the city of Atlanta and the surrounding suburbs. So I don't think Governor Kemp sees a problem for the entire state mm. of Georgia. That's why he has failed to act. I don't think he sees a problem for the state of Georgia. He sees a problem for a place that he didn't get any votes anyway, Fulton and DeKalb County. So those are not his constituents, so they're not his concern. Ain't no shame to my game. Sad to say, but I think the status quo is just like that. They will sacrifice a few to kill as many black folks as they can, be it with a virus or a prison system or a police system or an education system or a system of media. Systems are in place to hold people down. And as far as long as this virus ain't killing nothing but black people in and Georgia. Does he think, does he think uh, uh, not shutting down will help anything? Like uh, we read this morning, three people at the DeKalb County Jail were tested positive, a, uh, a employee and two inmates, um, and they locked the whole place down. 14-day quarantine, locked the whole place down. They cannot have visitors. So that in itself, what if they all, or majority of them, end up with the virus? Well, if the virus, if three of them got it, you can best believe well, 30 of them have it, or 300 of them have them. And there's right. 1,383 inmates, I think, in the DeKalb County facility. And if if two of them have it, then you know 200 of them And we don't know how many have of them have been tested. These may be... Three people who showed symptoms, some you know, passed the requirement and got tested. It doesn't mean that everybody else in there has been tested. And again, look who's in there. That's right. the cab county. That's right. the jail. They right. just gonna lock them down yeah. until they all die out. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any hope for the brown people who are affected by this this deadly strain of COVID nineteen, this virus, coronavirus. Uh, I don't think there's any hope for brown people who don't have excellent insurance or a whole lot of money. So let's go back to our part one podcast mm -hmm. where you, what was the name of that one? Refresh us. The, the Great name, Equalizer. The Great Equalizer. Three days later, Madonna was bashed, slapped across the face in her, in her tub of... Rose petals. Rose petals and bath bombs and all that talking about. The great equalizer. Same thing you said. And she, I mean, we understood. I immediately understood where she was coming from because you mentioned it and we had that conversation about it because I had the same reaction as people do with her. Now, how do you feel now that... It's it's even a little more clear. It's now even public that the NAACP has voiced that black people, black men, um, are have low immunity to this to this virus. Uh, well, here in here in Georgia, here in the state of 
Georgia and the city of Atlanta where most of the virus has struck, I think maybe uh, it, it could be true. But there's, there's plenty of counties out there that have cases of the virus. I don't know if black men are more susceptible to this thing or not. I, I don't know what the NAACP is talking about. We read the article, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'll, I'll do some more, I don't know uh, what the reading science. on it because we don't, you know, every, I, don't, I agree that people will be saying. I don't know, know what the science actually says, but for the, the, the epidemic to be centered in Fulton and DeKalb counties, you know, uh, where all the black people are, which is where the airport is, which is where so many of the black people work. And, and we see planes flying over every hour. Planes still. are still flying. Where planes are they are coming from? Where are they going? And here is another interesting statistic from the uh, Georgia Department of Health website. 56% uh, of the cases are in individuals between the ages of 18 and 59. Only 30% of the cases are in individuals over 60. And 1% of the cases are in individuals under 17. So 18 to 59, which is all the people who are out there working right now. Yeah. That's the demographic of people who still have to go to work. That's 56% of the cases. Uh, and, and that's who have been tested. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just other people who've been tested. Now this thing is actually split by gender almost right down the middle. Females 49%, males 46%. That is COVID-19 confirmed cases by sex in the state of Georgia. So... They're not doing it by race. They're not doing it by race. Uh, and I don't think they should. Mm -hmm. Because if they do it by race, it's going to lead to more stigma and more bigotry and more racism and more hatred. They, they Wouldn't shouldn't. it paint a better picture? Wouldn't it help to clarify some of these uh, conspiracy theories? I don't think so. I think conspiracy theories will abound, especially if you find that this thing is killing mostly black people. I think the conspiracy theories will abound, and, and I think the response will be toned down a great deal if they find that this thing is just killing people in certain communities and certain ethnicities. I think we have to just keep treating this thing like the great equalizer. Because once we start assigning race to this thing, it's really gonna change in favor of the status quo. The status quo will be getting all the tests. The status quo will be getting all the information. The status quo will get the treatment Isn't and the vaccines. The That's already the case. Right now, it's just the elites, really, who are getting everything. Yeah, the elites are the status quo, I think so. But I don't I don't know that it's it's killing everybody because Washington State was very hard hit early on. New York is very hard hit, which New York is a multicultural melting pot. Uh, New York, that's it's killing everybody in New York. I I can't imagine that any one group of people has suffered disproportionately in New York because New York is so diverse. As for Georgia, we see what's going on in Georgia and the rest of the country, I'm not 100% sure. I, I've been following what's happening in New York and Georgia because those are two places that are very close to my heart.
But what's going on in Utah? What's going on in North Dakota? We see California is pretty hard hit. So what do you take from uh, Donald Trump's, uh, and I've said this before, um, what do you take away with people are dying who haven't died before? But Donald Trump is just not that smart. But he ain't that stupid either. He's, He's just the, not he, that he smart. He is sitting in the Oval Office. He's just not that I smart, though. I refuse to we, believe he's not, that he just rode his stupid train. I think he is forefront stupid and being puppeteered. Oh, yeah. So there's nobody, there's in, somebody in, pulling in, strings for Donald Trump. So he Trump. knows exactly what he's doing. No, somebody Goodbye. else knows exactly what they're doing. Donald Trump don't know what, what the hell he's doing. <laughs> somebody else knows exactly what they're doing because somebody is pulling strings for Donald Trump like David Axelrod pulled strings for Obama. David Axelrod was the power behind the throne in the Obama administration. I don't know who it is in the Trump administration because it keeps firing everybody, you know. Uh, but know Donald Donald is a megalomaniac. We know who He's it is. egomaniac. And the same person who helped him with his last election. Oh, Elections Putin, are coming again. Putin is the man behind the throne in Elections the uh, Trump administration? Elections are coming again. Yeah, it could be Putin. Could be Putin is manipulating Trump or manipulating the Trump White House and the Trump presidency. Putin, uh, Donald Trump thinks Vladimir Putin is his friend. And that, to me, just goes back to my original statement that he's just not that smart. He's just not that smart. Vladimir Putin is eating Donald Trump's lunch every day politically. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, Donald is just not that smart. He... But you don't have to be really, really smart to get to the White House. You just have to be really popular and politically connected. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump was not all that politically connected, but he was very, very popular. Yeah. And he won the Electoral College, which I've said before, uh, gives a loser a shot at the White House. And that's what we have now, a loser in the White House. And, you know, we have a questionable leader in the state of Georgia, who uh, has the same political affiliation as Donald Trump and political beliefs and go by the same dog whistles and political rhetoric mm -hmm. as Donald Trump. So I don't expect us to get much help. I don't expect people like but he you. He needs to do like, what is his name? Andrew Cuomo? Andrew Cuomo. He needs to do, he needs to take matters into his hands and... Like I said, shut this place down. As long as the trouble is in the darkest counties in the state where he didn't get any votes anyway, he's not going to do anything. And I think his constituents would be upset with him if he did. And by, but it will it will trickle down to his constituents. Oh, I'll tell you what, but I don't think that. And it'll be too late by then. I don't think it's almost too late for America now. I don't think the status quo cares about that. I don't think the status quo cares about that. I think that those who are in power and those who believe in the status quo and those who practice these racial politics and believe in these racial philosophies, I don't think they care. I think that, like I said, as long as it's in the dark counties where they don't, they didn't get any votes anyway, and then they issue the shutdown order and stop them from moving, and then you have, you go back to the conspiracy theories where all the ghettos are built surrounded by highways and railroad tracks so they could cut them off and all this kind of stuff. I think, uh, you know, they're not really going to do anything in the state of Georgia that will benefit the vast majority of the victims. If, in fact, they are 
black people. Mm-hmm. So this takes me to my next question. Mm. We are going through Walmart and overheard the, the guy at the gun counter say, why is everybody buying guns? Apparently, the gun shops are being are getting sold out of guns. Walmart is running out of guns. Why is every what 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 would have been your answer to him? This because is a young white boy with with gloves on his hands, no mask, and you know, happy-go-lucky at work, and was saying to the customer, hands up, like. Why is every why is everybody buying guns? I think everybody <laughs> is buying guns because the breakdown of law and order is imminent. I think if this thing continues to spread and kill people at an alarming rate and measures become more and more draconian to try and curb the spread of the virus, and they start closing down grocery stores and denying people access to food and water in the name of the virus, then they're gonna start trying to come up in other people's houses looking for food. If the economic system breaks down, which wouldn't take very much, I hate to say it, but one well-placed EMP or simultaneous EMPs could cripple this nation's economy because the internet would be destroyed. So, no, we are in a very, very vulnerable situation and the law and the breakdown of law and order is imminent. And I think people are buying guns based on the condom principle. You'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's... Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with arming yourself right now because I think personally that we're under attack and I think the breakdown of law and order and the breakdown of social order could in fact be imminent ready yeah that's that's terribly scary because right now we're all in our houses at least we're supposed to be um we're all in our houses and being entertained updated and monitored by social media news and you know your entertainment with Netflix and your regular TV. If all of that was to close down, shut down, and this virus is running rampant where you have no information, no way of being updated as you are accustomed to. Back in the day, a man used to roll around with his with his um, air, what do you call it? Air bullhorn, Mm -hmm. right. So right now, we wouldn't have access to the laptop, with the internet, our phones, me. Nothing. 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 So if it gets really bad and if someone like or somewhere like Putin, which is it's alleged that he infiltrated our our systems mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. elections, that what's to say that once it got once once the US has been broken down to a certain um, where where you know it's 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 gotten really bad with this virus yep. and you shut that down yeah what then yeah i mean the russians have the technology to do whatever it is they need to do to destabilize regions of the world and russia and the united states have been at odds for 
decades. Until Donald Trump. Decades until Donald Trump, who suddenly feels like America's greatest political enemy is his best friend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're in a bad, bad way right now. And all it would really take is the, the disruption of the grid. Our grid is above ground. Our grid is above ground, which makes it extremely vulnerable to EMPs, which is an electromagnetic pulse, which knocks out electricity. You knock out electricity to large regions in the United States right now, and you will breed chaos. And I'll tell you what, if you come to my place of business or residence with chaos, <laughs> I will be sending hot lead downrange. And if you don't know what that means, you are downrange. So, yes, I've armed myself in these troubling times. Okay. I am a combat veteran who had a strong aversion to firearms just because of where I've been and what I've seen and mm -hmm. the kinds of activities in which I've taken place as a member of the armed services. But now, with fights over toilet paper, the virus being linked to race, learning about more of the people who are dying who have never died before, our fearless leadership, our conspiracy theories. These things are all what cause law and order and social structure to break down. And I want to be able to protect my home and my family if it comes to that. So, yes, I have armed myself and I'm not done. I want to get me a nice would you, shotgun. Would you advise others to, to who can to do the same? Or is it a, a matter of you have discipline, experience, and, and a level head, I would say. I have discipline, experience, and I'm very level-headed when it comes to firearms. I don't want firearms in everybody's hands. I don't think everybody should run out and get a gun because everybody's not prepared to handle a gun. Okay. Everybody's not prepared for what so happens when you pull the trigger. how do protect themselves from savages? I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. All I know is that I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to have what I need to have ready for if somebody tries to come up in my okay. my home or my business looking for sustenance. I'll be prepared. So I'm just wondering, you know, what what comes next? We have 2,198 cases total in Georgia. And you still have a bunch, not a bunch, a high percentage of young individuals, right? And we both know that coming from personal experiences where they feel it ain't nothing. It's yeah, just the flu. It's just the flu. We have 65 deaths. This was as of yesterday at 7 p.m. And we have 65 deaths uh, and 2,198 total cases. 347 cases in Fulton County and 12 deaths. It's rising, and we've seen it rise in the last two weeks. Like 219 cases in DeKalb County. I remember when it was 15 mm -hmm. cases. I think it was 15 mm -hmm. cases in DeKalb County on our first mm -hmm. COVID-19 podcast. Here we are two weeks later. It's 219 cases, two deaths. From what I understand, COVID-19, uh, as far as the United States is concerned, on the CDC website, has a 2.96% death rate. 2.96% death rate, which... But it's just a flu. 
Yeah, well, you know, some people say the flu death rate is higher. We should check and see what that is. It's not just the flu, though. No. I think we need to take this thing more seriously. As I than know, we are. it clogs up your respiratory system. Yeah, it creates fluid in your lungs that mm-hmm. solidifies and basically and chokes you out. So, everybody stay safe. Getting the flu opens your immune system wide open. Allergies, all this pollen and all that stuff. Um, this is the season for it, and it opens your wide open, wide, your immune system wide yeah. open. And that's, I'm assuming that's how it helps to attack. Um, well, I'm just, I'm just hopeful that people will begin to take it more seriously and that, that people will begin to stay safe and these numbers will start to level off. Eventually, the numbers will start to level off. We'll get more testing done and people will shelter in place like they've been asked to do for at least the two weeks or at least 10 days so we can find out where we are. We don't even know where we are. The numbers are still skyrocketing right now, exponentially. We don't even know where we are. Which is why I think they should have people locked down until they could figure it out rather than people still running rampant and thinking that it's okay to run into the convenience store and, you know, I won't get it. Yes, Russian roulette. Russian roulette. And you may not realize it immediately, but it may... Your child may get sick or someone else in your home may get sick or your friend that you've seen may get sick and you wonder where it came from. How did they get it? Um, yeah, no one knows. No one, right, I mean, so in the, in the time of experimenting and trying to figure out and testing and not having enough test kits to send throughout the United States, people should stay home and just wait until just wait as long rather as than can. spreading it. Wait as long as you can and try to stay safe. I think that's the best bet. Shelter in place, try to stay safe, try to sanitize your home, sanitize your vehicle if you're going to be in it. But shelter in place and just stay home and try to be safe. You know, I'm, we're here in the greater Atlanta area broadcasting from quarantine. From quarantine, that's why you don't hear my studio audience anymore. <laughs> Sad, but the studio audience is now gone. So that's what's up with that. COVID-19, coronavirus. Coronavirus, coronavirus. Shit is getting real. (laughs) Shit is getting real. So y'all be good. Take care of yourselves and each other. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. If you're going out in public, take as many precautions as you possibly can because shit is getting real. And I will be back. This was the COVID-19 part two podcast because COVID-19 is really out there and it's really hardcore and I want you guys to really, really, really take this shit. People Like You is the name of the podcast, y'all. My name is Timothy Hampton. I'm here with Tanya of Odessa, York. And we're about to put a close on this one. So it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy uh, doing this podcast with you. It's really mm-hmm. nice to have a, a, a critical thinker and a second voice. The uh, music, cute tracks, foreign extra, Sully Rain, Freak Van Workum, and a couple others that I have to come up with. But yeah, we had some we had some real nice speeches today. I'll keep those coming. And I'd like to thank whoever this woman is who has put the moniker on coronavirus for everyone in the damn country. (laughs) Thank you to whoever you are. 
I really appreciate that. Right <laughs> so yeah. Alright, so like and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher. Uh, we are on iTunes. I'm about to put us up on Anchor too. So like and subscribe. Keep listening. Keep sharing the podcast because it's information that people need to know. People like you is the name of the podcast, y'all. Y'all be good. Mm-hmm.